0: Hi everyone, this is Abhishek from ShakeTheCosmos.com. My guest today is Chida Katwa, CEO and co-founder of Equibot. We met originally at Berkeley uh, during orientation. We were on the same panel giving advice to new students and Chida's company Equibot provides an easy to use and explainable AI platform to help global investment professionals deliver better outcomes. And I'm excited to jump into his journey into starting the company and also dive deeper into the AI industry as a whole, because I I know very little about it. And if you're listening right now, hit the follow button or subscribe button so you don't miss out on the episodes which are released every week. And if you really like what we have to talk about, give it a five-star rating. Help me out in the organic search results. So excited to chat again, friend. Thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Uh, thank you, Abhishek, and I'm glad to be here. So and uh, glad to be with the Haas alumni and again classmate.
0: <laughs> All right, exactly. Uh, go Bears as well. Yeah, so we'll start with just. Can you give me just a little bit background on what you've been up to most recently?
1: Yeah. So uh, again, thank you for inviting me. And uh, so we went to business school together at Haas at UC Berkeley. So actually, right the um, right when I was completing um, my MBA. Uh, that is right around that time, this idea of uh, a QBOT kind of was born, a QBOT which is essentially uh, analyzing uh, data to to help the f- finance industry. And our primary objective is to tackle the problem of the huge amount of data in the finance industry and, and find meaningful insight that can be used for a like, different kind of investment objective. Uh, so, the, uh, as we all know, there's a there's a we are experiencing a huge amount of data growth, right? And uh, and that is specifically for prevalent in the uh, finance and the investment industry. And it doesn't matter whether you are a portfolio manager at the Wall Street or a regular investor, you have to deal with the data. Uh, the data not only like you're looking at the market data, company data, but there's a huge amount of news articles, social media posts, uh, television blogs uh, then uh, even even the recently there are other kind of data kind of coming into picture right so um, if I want to make any uh, any meaningful uh, way to invest it is and I have to crawl through everything it is humanly impossible so what we built is a platform that can make the process very easier and which can read uh, for you all those billion news articles which can go through all the financial data, which can go through all the market data, which can go through about the, dig deep, deeper about the company, about the management. Um, and then, then uh, it can connect all the dots together, right? So which, uh, which will be uh, helpful. So they basically can think about is uh, increasing productivity for all the portfolio manager or the regular investors to uh, make a meaningful uh, sense out of all the huge amount of things that is happening. And combining so that all the information, so that even if, you, if you're an expert or not expert, you can still use this thing in a much more efficient way. So, so that company uh, uh, I co founded with my uh, classmate at HASS, UC Berkeley, Art Amader and Chris Natividad. Um, uh, they were actually both at uh, OSCE with me. Uh, I was quite fortunate, uh, uh, both of them are uh, with me, and uh, we, we built this company.
0: And That's we crazy be- uh, that I, I was asking myself uh, <laughs> too.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and we became also first to launch uh, first artificial intelligence first, uh, powered exchange traded fund ETF, and we launched the first AI ETF in uh, 2018. And after that, uh, right now we have two. Like right now, we have two ETF trading in New York Stock Exchanges, uh, both on AI powered. One is domestic, U.S. domestic focused, another is uh, uh, international, global focused. And then we have and
0: for 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 a, for a layman you know person that doesn't know what an ETF is what what is what is an ETF uh,
1: ETF stands for exchange traded fund it is uh, it is very similar to a mutual fund but it is a uh, publicly listed and trades in it trades in an exchange and it is much more efficient uh, in multiple different ways it is a transparent so that you can see what is happening what are the constituents of the fund and also it is uh, uh, much more tax efficient, um, and and again, it is more liquid. So you can uh, you can just buy one share uh, to uh, to uh, to get into this basket of the stocks. So so actually, you can think about any indexes like S and P five hundred, thousands. There is a ETF uh, there. So I can tell you more about the ETF, uh
0: I see. Uh, I, I see. So like I you know if I'm in like a you know E Trade or whatever platform, I can actually look look up the different things to trade uh as well. Yes, yeah.
1: Actually at okay. uh, the ET the e also you can buy our ETF. Uh, the yep. the two tickets, one is AIEQ, another is AIQ. um beside ETF, right now we have multiple uh, indices um uh, partnered with uh, some of the world's uh, global uh, uh, global bank and uh, some of the leading uh, uh, insurance companies that are using our indices
0: and really? uh, what was it um, you know, I, I remember seeing this picture coming up on my Facebook and LinkedIn of you ringing the bell, your team ringing the bell at New York Stock Exchange. Um, and, you know, just genuinely happy to see that. And what, what was that like? What, what was that experience like?
1: <laughs> no, it, actually it is a great honor. Like uh, you are, uh, uh, the New York Stock Exchange invites you to ring the bell. Uh, that are the, the opening of the closing bell. We uh, actually we got invited to uh, uh, co ran the opening bell with a partner first time. Then we ran the bell uh, another time. We ran the opening bell up by by ourselves. I was ringing the bell. That was um, that was very. Uh, it's a moment of pride actually. Uh, so my co-founders Art and Chris were with me, and also the most important, my mother was with me from India, standing in the podium. And my mother um, uh, from India. I, I don't think she ever imagined like, hey, someday she will be in the New York stock Exchange podium and uh, and the ring of the bell. That is, that is specifically a, a moment of pride for me.
0: Yes, that's crazy. And then when you usually ring the bell, or is is it like you're essentially opening up the market? Is that the whole idea, or is it, or they kind of just schedule some appointments over during the market is open?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so it is. It's a it's a more of a uh, customary but but uh, like the the market any opens, uh, right? Mm. Uh, so the the bell right now actually you don't ring the bell. There is a switch. You press it down that which keeps on ringing the bell, right? Um, uh, so yeah. So uh, right around the time they'll say, hey, just go and uh, push that switch, and uh, then they'll start like ringing like that. Then there is a backup ring also in case the first ring doesn't work. Yeah. So but 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 the market opens are still at its normal trading hours, and and also uh it's a tradition that kind of started right from the beginning when the when there was no online trading there is nothing everybody on the floor doing the trading and all like this is gives a start of the time but right now majority of the trading happening online right and there are yeah. still uh, there are some trade offs on the floor but uh, uh but but again like it's not the traditional way what used to happen a long time ago um, so it's all automated. Uh, but the ringing the bell is more of a uh, statement saying that, okay, and they also not only invite the business, they also invite a nonprofit organizations, some of those leaders uh, that to come to ring the bell. And the most beautiful thing is that after ringing the bell, you you, you get to sign on the, there's a big, uh, like all the bell ringers, uh, there's a uh, diary you sign. It's not diary really. Uh, and so also on the staircase wall to go up to uh, the podium, and inside that on the wall that you can fill up, you can see, like it's filled up with uh, signatures from all the uh, people who rang the bell. Uh, so oh that is very interesting. You put your own signature there, so it is it is pretty uh, pretty it uh, exciting.
0: It must have been really exciting, and it sounds really special. Also, with your with your mom being there as well.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, just recently, they they also invited to ask uh, to uh, to ring the closing bell but uh, now we can't be there. So the NYC representative they showed our company logo and all, uh, but one of the NYC uh,
0: executive, he did uh, ring the bell for us. That's cool. That's exciting. So, I mean, kind of just building on that too, then, you know, looking back, um, you know, what are some things that, one or two things that come to mind that you're really thankful for that really made the difference for you and, you know um i imagine you know it's 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 a, it's a quite a dynamic journey starting a startup
1: <laughs> yeah yeah actually uh, uh, if you think about it uh, my background is technical right i i i did uh, my bachelor's and masters actually i uh, did my masters one in india another in here uh, both on a technology uh, and then i spend most of my career at, at uh, technology front and uh, uh, MBA kind of definitely uh, uh, moved me, uh, doing MBA at Haas, definitely moved me to think about how to combine technology and business to, to, uh, to work on it, uh, work on this. And uh, I think I was telling you, this kind of started right around the time uh, when um, I was finishing the MBA, and the idea kind of started in the classroom of the Haas schools
0: when, the, when the class uh, the idea started when <laughs> when uh, when actually i was in the classroom
1: at uc berkeley uh, attending uh, uh, asset management and the hedge fund strategy and after the after the end of the class even i talked to my professor i, I told him okay hey i'm thinking about this uh, to to uh, build this and uh, actually the same professor is in my board right now Sam Oleske. um but so so, so, so the, this uh, this is quite a journey i'm not actually a, uh, ha- what I'm also thankful is the the, uh, the you know, Haas gave me my co-founders uh Art Amador and kri they're amazing uh, people like they're uh, they come with a very complementary background uh, than me uh, one coming from the wealth management at fidelity and another from the uh, the portfolio management uh, like managing uh, he used fund for apple and Gilead, so so there's very complementary skill set and uh, uh, we, we are got together, we are building something new. And actually uh, things that we are building something new that hasn't been done before. Right. So that that gives us a lot of excitement. And throughout the process, the kind of support that you get, not only from your friends, but also the the people uh, you get along, like you kind of they're part of your journey, they they help you throughout the process and build it up.
0: Um, so, that's yeah, that's amazing. So, and so, so I remember I'm thinking like, I, you know, I've been in the Haas classroom and I'm just thinking like you're you've got this idea now you're pro- approaching the professor. What was that like? Was it uh, what was that initial conversation like?
1: <laughs> uh, actually, I, I approached the professor after the class. We had a drink together. Uh, so you remember that sometimes after the class, you go out. Uh, I forgot it is. Um, uh,
0: the, there is uh, the free, free, uh, free house. Free house or something. Uh,
1: no, it's not the free house. one. the other one, uh, that we had a combined class uh, drink, and pro- the, Sam also joined. And after, the, uh, after the like everybody left, I, I kind of sat down with this. Sam and said, like, "Hey, Sam, I want to run by this idea with you. This is what I was thinking. Uh, let me tell you uh, the 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 uh, yes." Yeah, so, the the how it's kind of started so uh, I was the Sam was teaching actually I was taking two of the Sam Oleski's class one is uh, hedge fund strategy another is asset management class and uh, Sam used to invite um, like really great um, expert in their uh, different kind of uh, like investors in the field like the some of them running like global macro some of them running uh, specifically long short hedge fund. Uh, uh, thematic, uh that all uh, like on also the activist investing. So there will be different set sort of investors, uh, different kind of portfolio managers, they will come in and they know about like very deep into their field, right? So um uh and then they they look at their own set of data and uh they, they have a specific strategy because that is they are familiar with it. So this thing started coming okay uh, the learning that they are developing over a period of time, it is stays with them, right? And, uh, there is no other way right now, like, uh, to share this kind of learning, like learning from the macro and applying with the, this, uh, with, uh, happening on the commodity investing or, so how can you transfer the learning? And also not only that, uh, when you think about that, there is also, it gives a problem like uh, the set of data there, these guys look at it, the other investors look at, it, they are different. So, and if you, uh, you already have. Uh, already are overwhelmed with a lot of data. So what if you combine this data, the, the problem is big and we have a data problem. Um, so how can you really uh, deal with this kind of huge amount of data and uh, uh, and make some sense out of it? And my actually uh, my the first master I did at uh, Indian Science Bangalore, uh, and at that time I did my coursework on uh, AI. It was like when the AI was not really sexy, like you know, people didn't worry about, think about AI. At that time, um, uh, we were studying about how, like, this kind of different algorithms, how how you can make it happen. And uh, even I remember uh, making a, a design, like a, a project, which is like a decision-making project. How can you make a decision, right? better decisions? So so the, those kind of technical background uh, helped me to think, okay, hey, there, there is a possibility and how, uh, how to build this kind of product and uh, you can potentially look at different kind of dissimilar data. Dissimilar data being the set of data that looking at your financial report versus uh, data coming from a news article, right? How can you combine things together and make connect the dots together, right? And make some- So like
0: a financial out. report would be like companies make 10K annual reports, yeah. those kinds of things. A uh, news article could be like Something like from the Wall Street Journal or something? Yeah, yeah Wall Street Journal uh, or, or
1: even not only news articles or the blogs or the social media posts, right? So all those things that different events that is happening, how can you connect different informations together and uh, make some meaningful insight out of it, right? So uh, that is where this idea kind of burned. I I, 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 I talked to Sam after the class, okay, like, hey, this is what I was thinking. And then Sam definitely gave, my, actually throughout the process, right from the, that day onwards, Sam continuously uh, give us the directions. okay made the directions like what are the things to tune, how to steer your ideas, like how to build this product.
0: And, that, must uh, have, that must have just been amazing uh, to have that that kind of support. I, I mean, I just know from my own experience too. The professors at Haas are just very well connected, as well. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, and and Sam also actually gave us some lot of uh, introduction also. So. Uh, uh, and also art a he was also in the same class. So uh, I approached art okay this is what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just hearing a lot of uh, synchronicities as well <laughs> uh, When you approached art then uh, what what did that lead to next uh, after that was it was it just more conversations and <laughs>
1: yes yeah so that, that it kind of uh, uh, ideas and, uh, like uh, we, we have the idea then uh, how do you take it to a product right? Uh, We we are thinking about okay, so like there are different paths available to us. I think right from the beginning, uh, we also had this kind of a Berkeley uh, uh, value, which is don't make it kind of a closed product available to few people. You rather make it available to everybody, like every anybody who wants to use it can use it, right? So the the, the other option could have been we went and started a closed hedge fund, right? Available uh, mm-hmm. to specific set of people, but uh, our uh, choice was no. We want to go as wide as possible, make it available as wide as possible, and that that decision also kind of helping us so because we are being right now perceived as an industry leader in the in using AI in the in this field, and we are laying the foundation in a sense, uh, and we are building those blocks where other ecosystem can build up on us, right? So so which. Uh, uh, which is an amazing position to be in, and uh, this uh, and this is an ecosystem that grows. The more people participate in, it grows and it kind of become uh, uh, become kind of self supporting. You, you kind of uh, uh, not only help yourself, you help the other participant in the industry too, right?
0: Yeah, and I think you know, trying to understand this ecosystem a little bit, and then this data diving a little deeper into the AI stuff, uh, and what, so, you know, some of the things I've I've read, at least, you know, it's like there's opportunity scores and price prediction and over 16,000 global companies. Equibot is an IBM global entrepreneur with Watson company. Um, what is it like working with, you know, IBM Watson? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, actually, IBM, uh,
1: IBM has been a great support for us. Um, IBM... In a sense, uh, when we were starting, there was no Watson uh, per se use case in the finance industry. We kind of bring, uh, we kind of brought Watson to the investment industry. Uh, so, so uh, uh, right after the class, actually 2016 itself, uh, I was experimenting, and uh, and um, uh, I had before that I had a startup called Bumper Glass, and that didn't work. pan out we didn't get a good customer base. Uh, so I had a few resources. Uh, they were in India. The bumper gloss is entirely different, different kind of product that we are thinking. Uh, but I could be able to reuse those resources that uh, they, that were working my previous startup. And uh, then um, um, then I kind of also did some part of the development coding and in tw- like right around the time when I was finishing my uh, my MBA, uh, I started experimenting with the different set of uh, AI tools that uh, that uh, that I can use for the. Purpose uh, I have like uh, and uh, IBM Watson definitely came out as uh, as uh, as a uh, they they were running their uh, natural language processing and, uh, and uh, building that database their learning curve was actually like, way better than anybody else so uh, uh, so IBM uh, so once it built it uh, uh, IBM actually took a notice of it and they invited us to part join the global entrepreneur program. And they are not only that, they also invited us to join, like asked us to join the With Watson program. With Watson program is essentially when we go and mark, like market a product, Watson is behind us. We can put a With Watson logo on top of that. And uh, that also gave us a lot of visibility. Actually, I remember the very first article uh, uh, when we launched our first ETF, it says, okay, hey, Watson is there to pick us off. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was not watson was not picking a step. it was actually our model which is running on watson right uh, our model like what think about watson as a set of ai tools you have to build uh, on model and running using those data to 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 uh, to, uh, to, uh, to to run down our platform and that's what it was doing but but definitely that gave us a lot of like visibility and that till data, uh IBM has been like tremendously helpful and and we also know they also know that okay, we gave them we we gave Watson a lot of visibility and since uh, since we launched there are almost like uh, 300 plus probably more than that uh, news articles were written about our company and many uh, you know, television interviews like CNBC Bloomberg Fox like there are several uh, uh, places that we we have been in the public so whenever we go there we also give a uh, equal like good visibility to what Watson can do so they're quite happy with what we are doing. And uh, and uh, we are continuously building the relationship, yes.
0: I'm just seeing so many parallels to, you know, some of Berkeley's values of questioning the status quo and just student always. And just those principles, because you, you guys are just first in so many different things with the bringing AI to the financial industry as well. And just you're just running with the ideas. I, I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, yeah it has been uh, uh it has been a very satisfying experience we had uh, uh like as any startup you kind of go through uh, your ups and downs There are uh, uh many times okay you get uh frustrated and all but at the end uh um, um that journey itself uh, is is has been very satisfying achieving something doing something for first time making things happen and uh Against all the odds, actually, be, uh, succeeding in an investment industry as a startup is actually very, very difficult. Uh, you can uh, make as a product, a software product, a platform product, you can you can succeed, but uh, as an investment industry, you, you uh, the success uh, ratio is pretty low. It's kind of stacked against you. Uh, in spite and of it- that.
0: Think, thinking about that a little bit too, like w- looking back at your journey, what, what was, what was sort of, what was, what stands out as sort of something like a, a big problem you had to solve or like, a, um, hard, harder thing you had to kind of solve for?
1: Uh, I think the biggest problem we had to solve for is education, educating people. Um, mm-hmm. there are, um, we we think that okay, hey, Wall Street is uh, is up to date. Uh, there, like, there are so many legacy stuff out there. the way of doing it, right? So when you come up with this idea, that people are naturally fearful about that. Okay, hey, does it going to replace us? Like, that? Mm-hmm. or uh, is it going to? So, so, I think the first of all, the the education, educating the uh, your partner, your uh, your, the, your customer, all those things. It, that is a, uh, that is an investment by itself, and you kind of go over that hurdle. And once you start start feeling comfortable, um, then uh, then the other things kind of gets rolling in. Like the, in, the finance industry also has set up set processes. Uh, like you have to do a set sort of kind of back test. You have to prove all those steps. Like we we have to go through everything, and not only that, that's a standard process. On, on top of that, we have to do extra expert in, uh, effort in explaining it. Like uh, uh, it, th- this kind of doesn't fall in a natural uh, way they have been doing it. So we have to the the rules that have been written, right? The, the all the the collateral, all those things we had to redefine. Say no, no, it is a different way of looking at it. It's kind of a education and also explaining that yeah, this is this is the this is also still a compliant way. This is the right way um, uh, to do it. Uh, I, actually, uh, also another thing is that when. Uh, when you launched the first ETF, uh, we were not—we uh, didn't have something called exempt relief to launch on our own. We we, we partnered with a company, uh, and then after that, uh, we applied to a uh, uh, to SEC. And usually, it takes almost like six months to get this exempt relief. And to our surprise, SEC uh, uh, understood that they were willing to accept it. They did us in a record time. They gave us exempt relief very, really uh, fast. Um, yeah, so so. Uh, and I also uh, just to mention, like uh, when we launched, uh, we got the uh, best new active ETF of the year award by the whole ETF industry. So, so, uh, so we, uh, we kind of went over that hump, and that going over the hump itself is is a uh, is challenging.
0: Totally, um, and. I, I think, you know, um, since you're expert in, you know, some of these topics, just wondering, like, what are some uses of AI that, you know, some that are taking place nowadays that, you know, people don't already know of that, that are already around us?
1: Yeah. Uh, so let me tell you wh- why the AI is important, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, then you can think about uh, then it. I think probably be a good uh, context of why uh, the, the uses of AI. So first of all, uh, uh, we are curating uh, data—not data—not in a natural sense, but ev- any any place. Like we are driving a car, also we are creating curating data, right? Um, uh, so so th- this data growth has been like tremendous. Um, so uh, when I started, there is a, a mm, kind of a I went through kind of ideas and process. Something called okay, um, if you look at it in a very wider perspective, uh, uh, I don't know if you know about the information theory, information the, the uh, the, the information entropy, I'm sorry. Uh, actually cloud Shannon, like 1950s, he, he started, uh, talking about the information theory, information theory is, uh, the, so he kind of put the idea of information, the information of entropy entropy. If you think about it's a disorder in the, in the energy space, right? Information entropy is also a disorder, right? So we are creating more disorder in the information, right? There is, uh, so everything, like every time we we go and write article, we write uh, we write we publish something. We there's a television interview. There is uh, all the things that we are creating additional information. There is it's essential. It's creating a disorder, right? And uh, and when you bring order to disorder, that is where the opportunity kind of comes in. Mm-hmm. So you can think about uh, uh, that's opportunity, and uh, uh, and that also increases your productivity. So uh, uh, so the biggest part of the AI right now is. It improving the productivity. So productivity, everything that we do, everything uh, we read, uh, we listen. Uh, the, there are several things we are doing. Uh, AI is already kind of helping us. I don't know. We we know that okay, hey, the driving car AI is driving it. But uh, every time we do go do a Google Translate, uh, on the background there is AI engine running and just trying to get better at it. Okay, hey, I translated this one. Is it good enough or not? Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so yeah. so, uh, so the AI engine running behind it. And uh, and uh, you can think about everything uh, that uh, uh, every search we are doing, right? And and uh, the AI engine is getting smarter at it. Uh, and in addition to that, AI is getting into everywhere. Think about the, the reading all those uh, medical report, uh, doing the diagnostic analysis. Uh, AI is rather reading the X-ray reports, right? Going through like a huge amount of data in the past and see the. Prognosis of it and deciding it. So, so AI is really works well when there is a good amount of data and there is a good way to classify the information. Uh, so think about like uh, I, I can say that like in a health industry, right? I can say, okay, the prognosis is good or bad. And the those information is classified and stored. And the same thing goes for finance industry. Whether we in the historically it did well or did bad, right? It is classified, it is stored there. So, so if you can put together, then the AI engine can work. And actually, there is another piece of thing that is called causal explainability, causal explainability in the sense there is a, there is a trend doesn't mean that uh, the trend is uh, explainable, right? So somehow we have to go back and explain it, why it happens, right? Uh, you, you can, uh, like the, the difference between causes and, the and, uh, and the relations or correlations, right? So, so, if we can have those three uh, uh, data and huge amount of uh, and way to classify them, and there is explainability portion of it in the past, then you can build a really uh, good AI engine to do that kind of job. So think about the driving; it it, it is uh, there's a huge amount of data we can train the model. It, it, people are driving for a while, we are the one who trains it, and, and there is explain why we take turn, why why we stop. So there is explainability behind all those stuff in the medical industry and, and the finance industry. So uh, so anywhere you can apply those kind of logic, the AI can be way powerful and it makes our productivity goes way better, right?
0: I, I like this uh, relationship between AI and productivity and it kind of also makes me think of like my, my, my parents who... Uh, when the iPhones came out, you know that was that was something that really trumped them. Like they were like, okay, we gotta learn these things to keep in touch with our kids. Um, I sometimes wonder like what the future would look like when I you know when I'm 65 years old or older. like so what's what's your prediction, you know, uh, long term, what the AI could could types of things it could help us accomplish?
1: Oh, thank you. That's actually a great question. That is very really closer to uh, my heart because I always think about what are the, uh, how we can, uh, how we can grow and, uh, what is also growth for us? Like what are the things that we should be out there? Um, actually AI, if you think about it right now, we are, uh, to me, we are, even though we have done a lot of progress, it is still scratching the surface. The things can, uh, things are going to take off from now onward. So right now, uh, Uh, In a sense, the availability is getting better. So that means you are not going to be, you just don't need to be just a data scientist to use it, right? Now there are uh, the tools available, right? So as you go along, uh, uh, our capability, uh, both in hardware, architecture, software, all of them are going to grow, right? And there are companies now, they're already invested uh, heavily on building amazing architecture, amazing hardware, a better uh, way to use it, right? Um, uh, for example, like right now, the Google is doing the tensor, uh, the tensor processor, uh, the, uh, the asic test processor. There are company working on it. And uh, when um, my, actually, key things that when quantum computing will be on there, that that will be a game changer for AI. So this that will kind of leapfrog our capability uh, uh, exponentially, right? So the thing is, uh, uh, you can think about our AIs are kind of a very specific objective-driven. So we have to give an objective. And it does something that's going to help you, right? And our learning is also kind of exploring beyond that. We are letting a system go beyond it. In a sense, uh, uh, in a sense uh, we can fi- we can give the system to go and find the objective. And there is a concept for reinforcement learning where you don't have to say, okay, hey, uh, this is how you succeed. You don't have to train this way. You can go beyond it. It's, okay, you figure it out. Uh, the other set of environment, what worked, what didn't work, you figure it out. Similarly, also, you can figure out what is the best objective to give. So we can grow in that, all those aspects. So uh, uh, to me, uh, that will give us way more productivity. So the things that we cannot solve right now, there are, uh, 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 there are really different, lot of like challenges, which is called moonshot challenges, right? Finding a cure to cancer. Finding all those planets on the uh, that the, the habitable planets, right? Well,
0: so I mean, no, the... finding uh, finding a core. Yeah, I mean, we were are in the pandemic now. Like that, that yeah. could have been really helpful. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. <laughs> so we so there are huge amount of data. How can you connect those things uh, together and even predict different events that can happen, right? So so you, though all those things that uh, uh, we are going to see more often, right? And uh, um, and uh, and there are some additional uh, development that is happening which i'm excited about it are also same uh, same time little bit process about those uh, that uh, cognitive computing which is like not not cognitive computing the, the computing using a brain uh, so there are uh, um, uh, like um, interface with your brain and uh, computer along with it there are some uh, there are all the different kind of technology that are being uh, uh, growing but i think it doesn't matter what hardware what kind of process but we are we are going to get better at it, right? We are going to uh, improve in a sense uh, that uh, we can build a system which can train itself. We can uh, we can find uh, we can process much more data that we can process right now, and we can find to solve we can solve the problem that has been like very difficult or took like a lot of time to solve. We can solve much more uh, quicker and more efficiently, right?
0: I think the yeah. I I appreciate this sort of, uh, insight into the future of AI and, you know, it's, it's exciting, it's exciting to hear. And, um, as we're sort of wrapping up here, um, you know, I always ask my guests if, you know, if there are any, uh, any last thoughts or any events they have coming up, uh, people or research, anything that comes to mind that you would want our listeners to check out. Um.
1: No, actually, I am. Um, I'm a big, big believer in the in AI and also the the the, the, the use of technology. So uh, uh, we are. Uh, so I i, I uh, my 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 call to action or that my uh, thing I will say at work, People get more involved. They uh, uh, they take more interest about what is happening in this field of machine learning, and uh, get excited about it. And also, if you are specifically interested in uh, using machine learning in uh, finance industry, we are building a platform where uh, we will have other people go and play engage with it. Um, no, actually, we are kind of we kind of gone, gone beyond uh, equity. We are right now doing all the different kind of asset classes uh, in public space, and in future, we might go to private equity also. So, so there are uh, more opportunities, like more things that we will be bringing along. So, if you are interested, go on sign up to our uh, newsletter on at equibot.com uh, like i'm sorry the mailing list and uh, just be excited about the technology uh, not don't fear about it
0: right <laughs> <So>. <laughs> awesome I, I i agree um be excited about the technology don't be fearful of it i appreciate that thanks so much Gita, for being on the show today hey,
1: thank you abhishek and thanks for the opportunity
0: Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week